time to settle in for another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas with your hosts, Ralph, Aaron, Jeff, and Nathan. You gotta be fucking kidding. I'm Nathan. I'm Jeff. I'm Aaron. And Ralph has returned to the table. Ralph, podcasting is for coffee and contemplation. Aaron, (laughs) coffee and contemplation. That's right. <laughs> so tonight we're actually going to be talking about our Stranger Things episode. Dun, dun, dun. Finally, right, guys? Jesus. We got to it. Yeah, it's been a while. So who's Bro. got it? Who wants to start off with it? What's we your impressions? When did you guys get into this? When did you see it? It's been a while for me. Um, I remember staying up late waiting for it to drop at midnight, and then I realized it was uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time. So I was like, <laughs> fuck, I got two more hours to wait. And I was like, no, nah, I crashed out. And then... uh. It just got away from me, and then I think two days later, I was able to finally sit down and just binge watch it with the wife. Nice. But, you watch uh, it all in one day? No, I think we spread it out between like two or three days. Mm. That's but, pretty much how it does. That's yeah. how it works. Um, but uh, my son loved it. He really took to it because of the, the kid dynamic. It was just PG-13 enough to be really fun for all ages, I think. Does he have an affiliation with, or affiliation with the Eggle Waffles now? <laughs> no, I think he he liked them before. Now he just, uh, <laughs> you know, he thinks this. Uh, he thinks Millennium Falcons are really cool now. Cooler, <laughs> cooler, cooler. Yeah. Okay, they don't fly on their own. No, no, no. Which is a uh, you know, he, he, it angers him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have the remote control one now, where you can. Oh yeah, the, the drone. Yeah, the drone one. Yeah, yeah I saw that. That was pretty neat. Yeah, that's a close yeah, thing. You haven't seen yet. it. No. They have a TIE fighter, a Falcon, and an X-Wing. And it actually flies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. It's, it's fucking It's dope. just like one of those uh, little drones that you attach your mm-hmm. you attach a camera to, and it'll fly around all over the place. Yeah. It's the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Yeah. And an How X-Wing. Much? How much? Oh, I don't like know. 40 bucks. Does it matter? That's it? Yeah. It's not that expensive. Oh, fuck. I'll buy I'll buy, uh, buy two. <laughs> it's about the size of the, the sound box right there. The the one that I'll originally crash. <laughs> but yeah, but the only thing I think it threw me off is like it is made out of styrofoam, I believe. It's like it, I think the body is just it, so it makes it light enough to for it to yeah. make all the moves and it's all that good stuff. Cool. It's also prevent like if you crash it, it won't take that much damage. So I'd yeah. have to build like a life well, like a regular size Death Star to fly it around. <laughs> God damn it. Don't you have a Lego Death Star somewhere? I do. There you go. Do. Just build that and just have it fly around that a lot. <laughs> a few <laughs> times. You're doing laps. That Lego is not being opened. You know what? I'm kind of pissed off. Everybody's like, oh, collect Legos. They fucking go up in value. Mm. Mine's it, gone down. It, it depends on the, <laughs> it, it depends on the print. Like if it's a reprint or if it's a, a secondary, it depends. Um, Especially with the Death Star. Yeah. First runs, second runs are the most expensive. Well, or the most. the 80s. Affordable. It was just like. Like within the last five years? years ago? Yeah. That, that's like, that. like the sixth run of it. The it was like, reprint. yeah, it's going to be worth like, twice as much. I bought nah. it for a hundred bucks and now it's worth 60. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm glad I fucking yeah. did that yeah. purchase. Well, well, they come out with Death Star like every two years. So, fuck. Like the newest, like newest one's coming out with like three different Hans, three different Lukes, three different Leias. So, I should have bought the Disney castle. Anyways, <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> Ralph. Um, we really do have to get going. All right. You, you heard the part. <laughs> uh, the L guy over there. there you go. <laughs> so, um, 
I didn't pick up on this until like long after everybody else did. Gotcha. Like you guys are telling me, we're telling me, hey, you need to watch it, need to watch it, need to watch it. And I don't think I actually sat down and watched it until I came over to y'all's new house after y'all bought it. Right. So I want to say about a couple of weeks after you guys bought that house, I came over. Yeah. So and, and how did you take it? Like, um, oh, I, it I think I watched like, the, I think I watched the first four episodes yeah. at y'all's house, and then whenever I made. Like I was at their house till like what midnight. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the that's, weekend you went missing. Yeah, that's the weekend I went. I disappeared for like thirteen hours. His mother and sister called me up. I had to call every police station from here to College Station to try to see if I'm a wreck. What the fuck? I was up? reenacting the disappearance. Oh god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You went to the upside down. Yeah, it was like you Mike, you fucking disappeared. It was really just the Bucky's, the upside down. No, <laughs> no. Um, but no, pretty much. I watched the first four episodes at their place up until about midnight that night. I drove back to work, and then after work, I or after after I drove back, while I was waiting at the job site, I polished off another couple of episodes, and then I finished it that the next day. So pretty much. I just about binge watched it in a 24 hour period. Damn, dude. Wow. That's it. so it was, I enjoyed it a lot. Like those first four episodes really got me and I was like, Oh my God, this is fucking awesome. So it's, I really enjoyed it for what it was. It was very entertaining. I love the, the eighties feel to it where it had like a lot of nods to all the movies that came out pretty much during the eighties. Like you had the nods to John Carpenter. You had the nods to Sam Raimi, Stephen King. Everything was yeah perfect. Awesome. What about you guys? Aaron? I caught it probably a week after it came out because I kept hearing other people talk about it. Uh, and we actually stopped watching Penny Dreadful. Watched, intended to only watch the first episode of this and then hit the first four episodes. Two nights later, got the next three and then the next night, the final one. Gotcha. And we were just, we loved it. This was the only time my wife has pretty much, when my son gets up in the middle of the night, she tells him, Parker, go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> She's never said that before, but during Stranger Things, she told him that, and it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's awesome. She said, Parker, go to fuck to sleep. I want to watch it. It's got one owner writer. Okay. <laughs> Here's Parker. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's how that went down. But, yeah, we within a four-day period, we finished it off, and it was amazing. Awesome. Nate, man. Dude, uh, shit. The day it came out, I watched three episodes immediately got hooked and then i think i watched it just followed it up the next day or or the span of two days it kept knocking me out because i'd get home and then i'd be like oh fuck yeah we're watching this and i'd watch like an episode and a half and then fall asleep <laughs> so it took about uh, four days total but i it ran through about three times because when you fall asleep netflix just keeps going yeah <laughs> yeah wake up uh, what part is it <laughs> <laughs> so but i mean it, it was fucking me and my wife fucking got into it pretty those first three or four episodes just hook you man i mean if you're a fan of the 80s horror and uh x-files if you're, yeah, yeah x-files. x-files and and if you're born of that in that era it really really does a good job bringing you back uh i think that's something that really fucking hooked me because i'm so they did it right by setting in like what 84 supposed yeah. to be like 84 87 384 yeah yeah so it was it's fucking cool, and that little toothless kid, man, he is so fucking hilarious and Justin. cute. I loved him; he's so cute. Yeah, Gaten Matazaro, uh, Dustin Henderson is yeah. the character. Man, the the kids were all so damn authentic. Yeah, but uh, before we talk about that, um, do you think this show played 
better because it was on Netflix and you could just binge through them. Because I was talking about that with the wife. Like, if we got that as a weekly basis, would it have had the same affection? I mean. No, I think Netflix was the perfect uh, medium for it. Because that's what I always realized that a lot of shows that do get canceled or dead, you tend to, you know, they benefit more when you're able to binge watch it, you know? Because if you were able to watch it once a week and then it has a mid-season hiatus and then you got to come back into it and then fall back into it, it's like, I think that kills so many uh, shows, you know. Yeah. It's, well, because you because you have to wait for the next episode to show up, and so you end up you start losing that momentum for it. Now, granted, you've had some shows that had a lot of luck with it. Walking Dead, a prime example, like they're on what season now? Six, seven, seven? about to start yeah. seven, seven yeah. seasons. So yeah. they they still have that momentum, and they've kept building from there. And some, like again, some shows benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I think. It was the best idea for them to be able to release everything. It also plays into people's people's attention spans where they lose interest after like a a couple days. Mm -hmm. So by binge watching, it keeps your attention up and you keep going and going. While with Walking Dead, they play an episode before the new one to kind of get you caught up. But then again, if if you're not watching the first three episodes in that season... Then you you don't know what's happening. Yeah, or they you do forget. that previously on. Yeah, like the quick cuts. Because yeah. I mean, it did follow some kind of. It felt chapter based in this series. Yeah. It did, but you're also swaying back and forth between the kids, uh, the doctor scenarios, and then also even Cooper, like the the government. The, the go- oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, the then the love triangle between Joyce and Hopper. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind Hopper of uh, no 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 the uh, uh, the older sister and the oh uh, it Nance. seemed like the sheriff was fucking everybody in yeah, the town yeah, the yeah. librarian that's what it really seemed like but not, um, yeah Nancy he is the law uh, Jonathan and I can't remember the other kid's name yeah. Nan- Nancy was the girl then he had Jonathan which is the older brother the older brother and then you have Lucas Joey or something no not Lucas Jonathan oh I have no idea some Will no. no. Max, no. Billy, uh, I don't know. I, I think up. it might be. No, not <laughs> the boyfriend was forgettable because of how much of a whiny bitch he was. Or at least to me, he was. Yeah. Uh, but his fucking spray painting the town with that bitch—that uh, <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> like tag slut. <laughs> yeah. And then have his ass handed to him. Yeah. After oh that. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which so. I thought was like genius because you never saw like, you know, you're used to seeing the preppy guy want the nerdy girl, and then it was neat to see him actually turn into a good guy. That was a neat Yeah, he, did, he had an arc. Uh, not a lot of characters in this have arcs. Yeah. He had a good one. Yeah, he, he had a pretty he, good arc. met him. You fucking knew he was a snooty little preppy bitch. He becomes like the bad guy for a second. And then, you know. And then you're rooting for the underdog boy. You know, yeah. the, the older brother that uh, will. I never rooted for him. Peeping Tom. Perfect. For Jonathan? Which was kind of hard to get over, you know. <laughs> right? They set him up to be really kind of creepy. Like, creepy. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the kid you went to high school with that, like, murdered his parents with a hammer <laughs> later on in life. <laughs> Fuck that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, story-wise, this, I love how they had everything going. And as uh, you guys were talking about it not being on TV and being able to power watch it, uh, this didn't leave the episodes with, like, huge cliffhangers like Walking Dead always does. Well, like, they kind of, some of them kind of did. Died. Some of them had that, that it, soft cliffhanger to where you wanted to watch what was next. Yeah. But, but the show was in. like it had enough interest going throughout the entire four, 45 minutes or were they four, full uh, hour? 42 to 55 minutes. Yeah, it was like in between average. 45. I mean, it, mm, cool. it kept your attention yeah. through that whole, even though it's slow. I know a lot of people here are going to hate this next thing. It does have a it follows feel to it because there's a long stretch of storytelling. But where it follows had to compress that storytelling in two hours. They do a good job of expanding it for these. Eight, I, like each episode was good. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the first four hook you. I think like five and six. I kind of they drag uh, out. Was wa- they drag waning, out. but then the last two were really good. So, I mean, they they did a good job script wise with it. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but I felt like Winona Ryder was kind of like the shit in the stick. She, she had a couple. A she had a couple of great scenes, like when she's going to the uh, her job to ask for like a handout on the check and the extra mm-hmm. cigarettes. And Time off, the, cigarettes, yeah. phones. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Uh, oh, she worked at the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that was her job. Oh, that was that, fucking. That, that was her job. That yeah, was her best time. She kept the, asking for like the forewords and whatnot. The whole time she's so frantic. Like, yeah, it's just like, okay, we get it. You're fucking nervous about everything, but. Yeah, where she has to go to the store looking like a crazy disheveled lady. She's got like four phones and a <laughs> Christmas every lights. light bulb in the place. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, was uh, it was, it's sad to say that she was the weakest link of this great show because I mean, everybody, even Hopper was like fucking amazing. Yeah. And, yeah everybody, uh, everybody did a good job playing their part and being the characters that they're supposed to portray. Hell, um, Millie, Millie mm-hmm. Brown, the girl who played Eleven, um, the directors and the writers, everybody said that out of everybody, she she did not act like nothing like a child star. Like she knew exactly what to do, how to do it. Whenever it came to like certain positions for the lenses and where they needed to go, she knew exactly how to act with those positions. That way, she can properly do everything. And they're like, they've never seen that in a child actor. That's awesome. Well, it's because she's yeah. a foreigner. She's not an American brat. Yeah, she's she Canadian. She's from Spain. Wow. She, I think she was raised in England, but I know for a fact she was born. Yeah, I was about to say, because Brown is a very non-Spain Spain No, I think name. I, I, that, that's parents more skin tone than a... Because if you click her profile, she was born in Spain. But Ah, uh, okay. But her citizenship is, is from Britain. So. Yeah. Um, again, going back to what we said earlier, I mean, the authenticness, uh, the, the authenticity that they were able to get out of these kids, mm-hmm. it was just well, yeah. awesome. Yeah. It really... Uh, Man, it brought you back to the era of growing Goonies. up in the 80s. Goonies, Goonies Gremlins. Uh, Stand By Me. Yeah, fucking A, good call on Stand uh, By Me. A lot of that shit was just really neat. And I love the uh, demographics of, you know, uh, middle class, lower class. I mean, everything kind of meshed into almost a South Parkian yeah. kind of friendship <laughs> that was just... It was you couldn't turn away from any well, scene when it was the kids. Yeah, it's well, was the kids. white trash town. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, that was. I was always. Uh, I mean, even seeing the little, you know, like the Loser Club from uh, it. It was like all these little yeah. homages were played out so great uh, with the two guys who were bullying them and all that stuff. Yeah. like Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I was really impressed how they knocked. Good this call on it. Fuck, I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I if okay, like uh, what's that seems uh, Super Eight. Super 8. Those yeah. kids yeah, had like the yeah, tight definitely. bundle yeah. with them. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, Super 8 was playing back to like the 70s, yeah. early 80s. But like, yeah, the classic kids get together, go Dungeons on adventure and shit. Yeah. Oh, man, stuff. I fucking love that whole yeah. scene. Well, the thing, and to pull back to the to the thing with the It, the, uh, the Duffer brothers actually wanted to do the remake of It, but they got denied. Gotcha. So in turn, what they ended up doing was Stranger Things. <laughs> Which... And you could see a lot of the homages, and I think it's the kid that's playing Will is actually going to be in the remake for it. Yeah, I so they that, they yeah. were able to nail that. Yeah, okay. he's going to be in the it remake, and they were just loving that. And you could see all the homages to Stephen King. There's one, I think there's a security guard that's in the movie, uh, the, or not in the movie, I but I think it's series. Will. It's the main kid. Is it, it Will? I think it's the main kid that Will, uh, Will's the one who goes missing. Eleven. That yeah, Will in, Byers. Yeah, he's saving yeah. her. Uh, the Eleven stayed in his basement. Yeah, yeah. What's the kid, the main kid's name? I forgot. Um, Mike. 
Mike. Yeah, that's Mike. Mike is the, Mike is the Mike. one that's going to be in. Oh, it's it, Mike that's yeah. doing it. Okay, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's going to be in the remake, and you could see how much they, how much pull they got for like Stephen King, or oh, not yeah. pull, but like all the little homages, mm-hmm. because there's a there's a security guard or a nurse, somebody in there that's actually reading Cujo. Like yeah. you actually see the Cujo book. I remember that. Gotcha. I remember that. Oh, that and the posters. I mean, they mm-hmm. got the Thing poster up, which I was fucking jealous. Of. Evil Dead posters up in there. Yeah, yep. Evil Dead. I mean, they they really did look at this and throw every bit to like total winks to Stephen mm-hmm. King with it and fucking John Carpenter yeah. with how it moves and the pacing of it is very Carpenter. Which is what kind of threw me is when you get thrown into the. Uh, Matthew Modine 11 scenes it's mm-hmm. like it plays so heavy in the sci-fi and well, I, that plays more like E.T. with the government coming after yeah. something that escaped totally that's <laughs> yeah. very E.T. like but yeah. I love that they went so dark to the point where you saw like the Silent Hill-ish kind of flesh void yeah. alien world being yeah. opening up in this like laboratory somewhere and you know mm-hmm. or a tree that was that awesome. was fucking <laughs> cool actually like when they went in the tree and they actually go into the Further? <laughs> upside down? Yeah, it upside was fucking down. great. Okay, the Duffer Brothers also wrote Way, Wayward pa- Pines. Wayward Pines. Did anyone see this? Yes. It's yeah. on my queue. Pretty good? Yeah, it's all right. I it's mean, season 80. one, season two, I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. Now, they also had a movie back in 2015 that they filmed in 2012. Uh, anyone see Hidden? Yeah. Hidden? It's the one with, uh, I think, Skarsgård. Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. Um, that one I saw. What's that one about? Have uh, it's on. a family staying in a bunker and they're underground and they're trying to hide from these breathers that they call them. Oh, no, I, okay. I, I, I hear people talk about it. I just haven't seen that one yet. It's kind of like uh, a <laughs> 10 Cloverfield, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. but it's more like a family just trying to like no, uh, stay quiet. Listener, uh, Christina Nix, Christine Nix was asking me about that one. Yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, uh, didn't know anything about the Duffer Brothers back then, um, but it was a solid movie. It wasn't, uh, it had a fun twist at the end. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to order that one. Oh, definitely. It's that or uh, if it's on Netflix, I'd definitely say, yeah. No, it's not there it yet. Because I remember I, w- I looked for that one a few weeks ago when she asked me about it. And then I checked last week gotcha. just to see if it was up there. Because that's on my list to have. That's a good one. But, um, yeah, I wasn't really uh, – I was I was definitely taken when they actually showed all that stuff in the Matthew Modine's laboratory. I was like, whoa, this is going to go somewhere that's going to be neat. And the more and more they got into the experimentation on Eleven, uh, the, the tank – uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like altered states. Yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. yeah, I love that deprivation tank stuff and uh, tapping into the powers of uh, what she was capable of. And I mean, all that stuff of uh, the the lore behind Matthew Modine's uh, character was just really interesting. He's Eleven's dad, right? Uh, they they allude because she it. says father to him. They yeah. kind of allude to him it. Papa. Yeah, Papa. There you go. She, like they yeah. start alluding to it, but it doesn't really say if it if he is or not. Well, it looks yeah. like like he was experimenting like the. MDK stuff or was not MDK the MK Ultra project MK Ultra, MK Ultra. Yeah. Um, it looked like he was doing that kind of stuff with women mm-hmm. uh, kind of like raising them on LSD and then having them procreate <coughs> and seeing what kind of children would come out of these oh so she probably calls him Papa because he was kind of born in that lab yeah, like he was a father mom, figure yeah. she was, uh, he's probably he was probably the first male figure that she attached to he's yeah. a piece yeah. of shit in this show oh, dude <laughs> I he's hate Matthew Modine. He's definitely like the cancer man in the yeah, show, which yeah. I thought was awesome because uh, the way he was able to play it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that the look for that particular character, because originally the Duffer Brothers had a look that they wanted to have him to kind of offset what you thought. Because when you see him, you immediately know this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. He, he's a dick. 
But the original idea that was for him was a guy that you wouldn't suspect yeah. to be the father. But whenever Modine met with the Duffer Brothers, they created this look for this character, like down to how his hair is combed. Yeah. To make it to make it one hundred percent certain this guy is no good. Were well, they dealing with the LSD? I wish I wish it would have been like kind of like a Jeff Bridges, the dude. Yeah. Kind of like a hippie kind of guy mm-hmm. that's just trying to take care of her, but he also has to like affirm to the government task of like mm-hmm. creating this weapon. Well, going off of uh, looks, you know, being that he's like emulating Spielberg or all these other types, anybody that's not a parent of the main character that's is an authority figure is always the fucking bad guy. Unless it's the town sheriff. Well, he's yeah. the 1980s version of Mr. Burns. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, 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 I thought it was so fucking weird that this facility is just outside their little town and like nobody's ever been there. Yeah, it was kind of like a war games or something like that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a hidden thing. Like, oh, it's just a toy factory in the Broderick. woods. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they, they said it was a power plant, so no one ever questioned yeah, there it. There you go. So saying, oh, yeah, that's just the water plant. Like there a dam or something. What like the fuck's going to happen at a water purification yeah. plant? It just smells like shit all the time. Hey, when you see those Hawkins water trucks come by, you start running. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. That's true. That or if you ever see military drive up, you know something's gone wrong. Yeah. Well, just have your loving out there. Get ready to flip that tank. There you go. Uh, the introduction to her with the chef at the very beginning, um, you know, stealing the food and all that stuff and kind of like... Oh, so awesome. It was It was neat how, <laughs> you know... They played a an ambiguity uh, with her sex there for a while, you know, like you didn't know if it was a he or she. And Little was, boy, where's your parents at? <laughs> and, I, and I like that because even my son was like, "Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that?" And then later he's like, you know, like they put the wig on her because they identify, you know, the girl stuff. And mm-hmm. it was fun that even Eleven had that kind of, you know, uh, she didn't acknowledge it as much. Like she doesn't get undressed in front of the kids. A girl. Yeah. No. All that stuff. It was like really neat. I mean, uh, <laughs> part where the she, they, they try to change her and she just almost takes oh, off. Her oh, shirt. oh my God. Oh my God. She totally almost got the very fifth element where they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. Is she done? No, wait, let me look. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Totally. man. <laughs> the kids played it so fucking good. Man. Like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that about an 11 year old girl. No, the kids were saying that. I got you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And the Oscar goes to. There. There. Oh, okay. I was like, where is that? Well, thank you all. I'll gladly accept. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, like, how these kids react off each other was so fucking adorable. Like, when uh, uh, 11 finally, like, I think uh, she's sitting in the room. And the kids come in and they're like arguing to tell their parents. And Mike's the black one, right? No, no. That, uh, I think Mike's the one that she's staying in Mike's house. Yeah, she's staying at Mike's house. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the character's name. It's been a while, people. And but, Dustin's toothless McGee. Okay, so who's the black kid? That's uh, Lucas. 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 Okay. Yeah, Lucas is like, we got to tell your parents. You know, I'm telling them right now. And he goes to shut or to walk out the door and she just mind control slams it. And <laughs> Dustin's reaction's <laughs> like, we have a superhero. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so fucking cool. Awesome. Which I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because they kind of did a little foreshadowing with this show as whenever they're uh, riding their bikes in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And he makes the comment of getting uh, X-Men number 134. Oh yeah. Oh, like for your, racing. Yeah. 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 You yeah, do that, that comic book is the comic book that Gene releases the dark Phoenix. Awesome. Yeah. 
Oh fuck! Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's what, cool. That's what issue that is. That is yeah. that is the issue where Jean Grey releases the Dark Phoenix. So it's like I should have known that. It's yeah. like a precursor, and I was just like, oh my god, like comic book, book reference. <laughs> <laughs> like total. That was for you, Michael Evans. God damn it! I should know that. That's a good dude. It was yeah. it was so awesome because I was like. Fuck, that is a great fucking foreshadow. Yeah, it's an amazing issue. It's like, it's been 134. That can't be worth anything. Yeah, (laughs) it is now. It is now. now. Hell, if you could find that issue and have have 11 to sign that. Just have her cross off Stanley's name. There you go. (laughs) Millie Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Brown. Sold. 11. That's M double B. There you go. Yeah. That's well, awesome. uh, what I find cool is also um, that's four egos. That how many of the characters they got at the uh, Texas Frightmare coming? Uh, so they, far, they only have the one announced. I thought it was two. No, they have Lucas Millie too. and yeah. Lucas. Well, if you look at their with like the little banner that they released, they cut off the, uh, where Lucas is at. They cut off Dustin's character, so Dustin's gonna be next announced. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. He, you see his hat. Totally. Yeah, that's cool. I hope they do a Stranger Things because Texas Frightmare this year, I am not looking forward to. Shannon and Elizabeth will be there. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> She's not taking her top off. I mean, you know, I got my Rapo on last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you sweated all through it. That's right. That was, hey, I'm not. I'm not at, uh, at any type of liability for when I'm drunk. I'm just, you know, and Daniel Harris is me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Settle down. Goodbye, horses. All right. <laughs> um, we got to talk about Hopper a little bit. Because Hopper is like fucking one of the best parts dude, of the show, yeah. dude. Popping pills, drunk off his ass. Hair yep. the dog. Man, that guy just, he was uh, an awesome sheriff. Yeah, he was. He was he was a hop. I like that. His fat, the, that name. The introduction to him is so fucking <laughs> bright. Like, he seriously looks like he just woke up. He's walking into the fucking police station. His secretary's like, sir, Joyce is, uh, Joyce, is, uh, Will, whatever the fuck is missing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Coffee and contemplation. Yeah, but and she's walk- in your office. You put her in my office. <laughs> and he's walking in with a cigarette. Oh, man, I love like, that, yeah, I love that everybody's smoking everywhere. Welcome the to the 80s. Oh, yeah. God, I miss it. Oh, hardware bro. store, you could smoke everywhere. You can buy bear traps at the hardware store. Fucking PC shit. Gosh, he's smoking in the sheriff's fucking office. I love it. <laughs> this is awesome. He's smoking right with yeah, him. No Secretaries, so like everybody's smoking. It's like, yep. this is my type and time and place, man. This episode of Stranger Things is brought to you by Marlboro <laughs> and Camel. And Cam. And Nat so. <laughs> Sherman. But uh then Hopper loses his shit and uh I guess all the the fucking, you know, the government's after me shit and he starts going through everything looking for all the bugs and plants mm-hmm. and shit. I love that scene, dude. Because he's just like tearing everything apart and then he flips out when he finds it like in the lamp or something. Well he took shit. a bunch of pills and he's all kind of like yeah. tweaked. Yeah, he tweaked <laughs> out just fucking <laughs> <laughs> searching out the house. He is hilarious, man. Uh him Oh, like, but the, I was I was just alluding to the. Uh, but then he shows up at Joyce's house and he looks at all the fucking light bulbs in her house. And he's just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I'm not the only one. That was awesome. Uh, I love where the husband returned and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah. I love what you've done with the place." When she knocked a hole through the wall, <laughs> has a hole through the front wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is great. So uh, the fine line between the practical and the digital effects. I enjoyed some of the CG that they had. Uh, was very good for it just being a Netflix show. It was it was well done. In all honesty, the only CG I remember really is the Demogorgon, the car flipping, 
Some of it I think the so entire upside dark. down scenes are yeah. Or CG. Really? Yeah. yeah. I can CG imagine like the like the snow and all that, and but like outside of everything, yeah, the yeah. Everything looked, well, yeah, yeah it's filters. kind of like when the uh, you know uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings when he puts the ring on and it goes into that like yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole thing becomes like a special effect. Yeah, I think what I think what made me think it was like textile was uh, textile. Was like the way it was like forested. So outside of that, they just kind of added the color correction. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I guess where that chick, dro- you know, like in, the pool. in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that is pretty CG oh, heavy yeah. background because yeah. it's like Silent Hill digital, yeah, like, exactly. flesh yeah. builds yeah. and stuff like that. I didn't even yeah, think about true. that, but good eye on that, Jeff. Because right. um, some of this shit is so dark, you really can't see it. Yeah, like, which is neat. I mean, yeah. I think it benefits yeah. for the idea of the upside down. Because I really, the first thing I thought of when we saw those. Um, scenes is totally Lord of the Rings when he puts the ring on and yeah. goes to that kind of nether realm or like I just said about Silent Hill when you hear the horns yeah. pop off and- I love how Eleven yeah. explains <laughs> the upside down to him and she just turns the board game yeah. over and puts, puts it right in the center Will and Timmy Gorgon on the thing yeah. that, was brilliant. that was brilliant yeah it was a, it was a it was a good explanation it was legitimate and then the it was quick and they had the teacher give you another explanation <laughs> which kind of puts it more into a scientific realm that's like, all right, you have our universe here and then you have this parallel universe and you have this tightrope. Yeah. And obviously you can't cross that tightrope, but a bug can. Yeah. And that's that's what's happening. It's like, that actually makes fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad the kids kept cock blocking him. <laughs> I know, right? It's like trying little to... bastards trying yeah, to get they his were Mac on. He had a hot ass Asian chick. Sorry, yeah. Ralph. He had a hot ass Asian chick. <laughs> and he was trying to get his Mac on watch it. What was it? Watching the thing? The thing. They were and watching the thing. They called him, sir, we want to learn about science. I'll teach you anatomy, kids. I'm trying to learn about biology right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I love that they're uh, well, I guess we failed to mention that, but I, the kids are very into uh radio waves. Mm-hmm. Ham radios, the yeah. radio club. Guys, like, I, with this radio, I can reach Australia. And they're like, <laughs> really? Like, let us play with it. Good eye, mate. So then they find out, like, 11 through Sonic. Oh, well, using the wave or whatever, right? Yeah, the yeah, walkie talkie can actually channel the upside down. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they're like, get her to this fucking, you know, the this thing that can reach Australia, this radio wave. Apparently, those radios are also powered by Samsung because they kept catching they're exploded. on fire. Exploded and catch on fire. <laughs> Samsung radios, <laughs> but uh, Hawkins that, halfway across the galaxy. <laughs> but using the radios and tapping into the other side and finding Will, I thought it was beautiful the way they alluded to the great music and soundtrack that we were already being exposed to oh, in every episode. Dude. Yeah, but having little Will whispering, "Do I stay? Or do I go now?" Mm-hmm. Oh, that was just beautiful. Yeah, because yeah. the music was just you know sells for that one song now on the I, Apple Store went up. Oh, definitely. Because, oh, yeah, because of this show. Yeah. Um. Hell, I think they got a volume two for the vinyl coming out here pretty soon already. Because, I mean, it's possible. you had a beautiful score that tapped right back into 80s Phil. Yeah. Yes. But then you had all the 80s current music that was mm-hmm. just played throughout Dude, the show. The intro to this, just those simple tones, it really <laughs> reminded me in the lo- of in the Tron, logo. Tron Legacy. Oh, yeah, the dude, definitely. Kim- uh, I think that was Daft Punk. Daft Punk, thank you. Uh hmm. Yeah, they it's did a very the Tron Legacy. For the intro, I, I, I kept picking up like Tales from the Dark Side. Like the eeriness, the logo just kind of fading in and out as it went back up. With the for synthones? Me, with the, yeah, with the synthones. I have never seen Tales from the Dark Side. You haven't? The movie? No, the, no, the, the, the show. The show. Uh, no, I was Outer Limits, Twilight. Aaron's uh, got the complete series. I do. Bart. I have the complete, all the volumes. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's very Tron-like, though, the... 
yeah. synthesizing, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. it would be called. Um, but now they, they call it Skrillex. Sounds. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I was amazed uh-huh. to find no, out nothing. that the uh, the soundtrack was done by a band called Survive that's from here in Austin. Yeah. That yep. was really cool. I was like, awesome. They're getting booked everywhere now. Go Tejas. <laughs> Woo! But uh, Who's Tejas? Texas. Oh, that's uh, uh, Spanish for Texas. But uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's October and it's ninety degrees. I say burn. <laughs> Nate's quietly building this wall in his brain. He had to get somebody to build it. So that's true. Get the Samoans out there. Yeah. So with the instability of Will's older brother, I am exposing him to like all this cool Joy Division, all this kind of cool music and shit. Um. I was really glad when Joyce is finally able to get somebody else to see what she's been exposed to in the house because I always hate the movies like The Conjuring when it's just the mom or Insidious, I'm sorry, that's just the mom being exposed to the ghost and everybody thinks she's crazy. It's nice when you get the family involved Mm -hmm. in like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. I thought that was just awesome. Well, I mean, even when she uh, showed people that the lights were happening, they were Still very hesitant towards her until she made the A B C D E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, she hangs a light bulb over each letter because uh, you know, these when you're in the upside down, I guess you can control like yeah, like he was able to like, touch the letter. Yeah. He was able to figure out the touch letters. What was really cool, or what I thought was really cool, is before I ever got got into watching the show, before I knew anything about it, there was always this gift that would show <laughs> up on Facebook, and that was what what kind of pulled me to want to watch it because all it was was the it was the back of Winona Ryder's character looking at the lights, but it was all animated. <laughs> but the lights, if if you caught it right at the beginning of the GIF, you knew exactly what it was saying. But if you caught it like in the middle, it didn't make any sense. Gotcha. But I thought was that was a cool thing. Was this the drink your oval team fucking GIF? Or was it the fuck you GIF? <laughs> I just thought it was really cool because I saw the lights were, were coming Spend on and off. Stuff. I was like, the fuck is this? I didn't know what it was either. So like I sat there with a pen and paper and wrote it down. I was like, drink your oval team? Fuck you! Christmas story. <laughs> I even told Jeff like uh, over these next few episodes for our competition, we should, uh, you know, our, our, our giveaway, we should do something like that. Like, all right, the letter is D. See you next week. <laughs> Do drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be too. I got shot down on that. Aaron was like, "Fuck you, that's too hard." <laughs> All right, <laughs> sorry, Aaron. Awesome. Well, you can't put like it in an order form. If you put it in an order form, it's too easy to figure out. You have to mix it up and let them figure out what does it say. But you have to listen to the whole episode because we could be at like the forty-five minute mark and be like D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> Um, don't listen. <laughs> but you had Joyce being exposed to the upside down uh, Demogorgon, and then you had um, Mike's older sister see it in the woods, and then mm-hmm. I think also the older brother, Will's older brother, saw it. So they're doing their separate hunt, but then Hopper and everything just collides. And man, when everything starts coming together, you start seeing that rhythm because I think the last two episodes were just fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that. That episode where you end up uh, when Jonathan finds it in his in those pictures that he took of yeah Barb Barb and they like lighten it up and you could see that figure it's like oh my god what the fuck is that they ripped the picture in half yeah. and mm-hmm. that's how he noticed and it. they broke what his the camera fuck is that yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wrist in peace Barb yeah 
Um, Which we don't know she, that. No, no. They have said. They, they, oh, confirmed, they have confirmed, confirmed it multiple of times. She is she dead. Is dead. She's God, dead. calm down, Ralph. Jesus Christ! It, it made me so. It makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> made me so mad because everyone's like, "Oh, Barb's alive! Barb's alive!" I and don't there's, know. There's article upon article upon article upon article upon article upon article. You know, there's upon article, you know upon article, you know article, article upon article. article. You know, and the you know what else has a lot of articles? The Sopranos ending. Yeah, I never watched it. It's okay. They make characters dead. Never. I've never been into. When's the last time I watched a gangster thing? Was with you. Breaking Bad. That's not but some the, bad guys not, with like their. But they're not Italian though. Here. Goodfellas. They're, they're not Italian. They're we white watched guys. the Goodfellas together. Casino. We never watched Casino. Someone else talk. <laughs> you were the last person I watched all of this with. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know because at the you know I'm sure there's article upon article upon article, but you know they never like showed her body did they, they did they did in the in the under, uh, other side right? oh they did yeah they yeah. did they showed her body it was like it was like wrapped in a cocoon it was wrapped in a cocoon centipedes were coming out of her mouth and well, eyes she could come out a butterfly okay <laughs> you can't just put tussin on it and make it go away she's dead she is as dead as a doornail i'm rooting for you barb <laughs> so <laughs> what'd y'all think about the i know there's a few scenes uh we have the damn scene where the kids are there and the bullies show up and you're damn near have will the uh, quarry? Like sacrificing himself. Yeah. 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 Sacrificing himself to save uh, his friend, mm-hmm. which is just fucking beautiful. Because it's like, because I mean, if Ele- he, he had no knowledge that Eleven was even around, nope. he was willing to take that leap for his friend, which speaks oh, yeah. a lot to the circle. It's like, even why. It speaks a lot to the character as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Lucas was even like that. He's like, you know, when Will had a choice to, you know, shoot a fireball. At the Demogorgon or run away, he chose to fight for his, you know, his group. Chose to fight for his friends. And that's why he was like, we need to fight for Will, you know, to search for him. And I thought that spoke a lot to the group. But that scene, man, when uh, Eleven stops him and breaks him back up and all that shit, that was awesome. But then you had that really fucked up moment where they're at the uh, school bus and she stands up from Mike and pushes Lucas with the, uh, you know, the teleport push and knocks out Lucas and everybody's now scared (laughs) of Eleven. And since her She's a freak. <laughs> well, in it before that, she made the bully pee his pants in front of everybody. Yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, all these. And little, she tripped him. She tripped him and made him pee his pants. Yeah, that was awesome, man. And I love. I there's the whole segment that I really enjoy is uh, where they find the body at the bottom of the the ravine. I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the quarry. quarry some shit but yeah they're pulling it out and you know the three boys right up there and they're like he's fucking dead the part that tripped me the fuck out is when they cut open the body yeah (laughs) and cuts open the body it's like full of like styrofoam or some shit that was crazy yeah that was weird i was like oh my god he's gonna fucking cut this kid up and sure shit I mean, well, well, they had claimed to like do an him. autopsy, but there's no incision. Yeah. Well, didn't he break into the fucking? Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, he, he broke into. into. I think he like beat somebody's ass to get in there. <laughs> some shit. Dude, the sheriff is fucking great. He's awesome. He's like Riggs from Lethal Weapon. He just doesn't give a <laughs> shit. Like, I have a death wish, and I would just fucking end every one of y'all. But when they started telling you like his backstory between him and his daughter, yeah, that was fucking deep, yeah, dude. That was yeah, fucking that beautiful. Was. I mean, him just going through having to see his daughter, kind of like just slowly 
break down because of her illness. Yeah, it was just like awesome. I mean, it was, it's not awesome, but it was like beautiful, but, uh, good script writing. Yeah. Very good. And visually it was like beautiful. I mean, see. just to see the shit he went through, they were dogging him through the entire episode. This is why, why this is why your daughter's no longer here. Just yeah. insulting oh, him over yeah, and over and over. Right and he's taking it. He's, he breathes heavy. He takes it. Words. He's, he's patience. And then finally when it reveals, everybody's like, well, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. That's like, he doesn't, he understands Joyce's like need to not give up. And mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I never thought they would get to as far. I mean, he gets so far f- one time by himself going balls to the wall. I'm going into this place to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. But then he wiggles his way out and you're yeah. kind of like scratching your head. Like what the fuck? You're never going to get mm-hmm. that, that chance to go back in again, which plays to the awesome script writing again is like, he doesn't give a shit. He wants to save Will. That's his priority. And he sells mm-hmm. out 11 to do it. And yeah. I thought that was, that's the shit that I think he's really wounds him. That's why he's at, at the end of the fucking show. He's at the bread box, you know, still kind of, I'm sorry. Like he's still yeah. paying amends to her, uh, wherever she is. Cause it was like the ultimate, I guess it's old school email. Well, yeah, I figure he lost a daughter. Levin's a girl, but he has this commitment to find Joyce's kid. So it's, yeah. you know, you're torn between him. Yeah. I mean, sacrificing you s- a girl. Sent all the bad guys to where these kids are. You know, yeah. he was like sound mind and did it. Yeah. yeah. And that's a very E.T. moment where mm-hmm. they're fucking riding their bicycles away from all the <laughs> well, cops. Well, even when they go shit. flying, that's, oh, that's yeah. E.T. Totally awesome. E.T. I love all that school scene. And the yeah. Demogorgon comes in and everybody's just, oh, dude, that was awesome. Right. <laughs> like, that's a, uh, like, everybody was like, well, is that how it ends? I'm like, then this was way before they announced the season two, but it was just kind of like, well, yeah, it's the upside down version of herself is how I took it. Like, you know, the Demogorgon is what the kids kind of see yeah. because that's what they know from playing yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Yeah. But I've always considered Eleven and the monster the one and the same. So it's just the flip side. See, when I read that, my wife sent me like a link. And I was like, hey, Eleven is the monster. It's like another part of her psyche that breaks into two. It's mm-hmm. a positive alpha and omega of like yeah. herself. And I was like, I didn't really think that deep into the story. Yeah. I didn't and, I didn't either until that moment. It, it, like it, shortly before that, they say that, you know, you're the fucking monster. And yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I am. And so then like when they finally confront each other and then kind of merged yeah and yeah. we're gone i was like oh well fuck yeah that's the yeah the alpha omega roll up yeah spirals out mm-hmm. they cancel each other out but yeah it's well fucking done man i don't know yeah, i mean like I, I could i could see that but then it's like <clears throat> i want to believe that she was really able to tap into a void and that's the reason there was like a break yeah within dimensions or whatever you want to call it well one, one thing i noticed was wherever the demogorgon was she was in the opposite area they, they never came together until the very end. Mm-hmm. They were always separated. Like, either Demogorgon chasing after Jonathan and the, the chick and the other boyfriend, or it was going after the mom. But wherever the mom was at, she was with Hopper and possibly Eleven, they were always at other ends. They weren't always together or kind near like each other. Kind of like that entire, like that picture that you always see, like, yeah. you never see me and Batman in the same place kind of mm-hmm. thing, where you, you kind of get the idea that she they are one and the same. Gotcha. But I think the one thing that kind of ruins that argument, or at least for me it does, is you see the eggs all over the place. Yeah, like there's so, an infectionist, you know, infection. Infestation. Yeah, like infestation. From being in that void or that uh, the upside yeah. down. Yeah. Like there is obviously something that goes on. Well, I did notice one thing that when 
they started actually like hunting after uh, the missing kid. Mike, I keep forgetting. Will, Will, Will. Will. Yeah. When when they start hunting after him, the demogorgon or you know the bad bad side starts coming more towards yeah. finding Will as yeah. well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. because Will's hiding this entire mm-hmm. time somewhere in the fucking the upside down nether farther figure face bizarro world. <laughs> yeah, bizarro world. Uh, negative land. So, like, when they start actually, like, going to his house, going to the cabin, you know, going to the shed and retracing his steps, that's when... The, it starts moving closer. Yeah, yeah. it starts... They yeah. start coming together, and then at the end, it culminates with, you know... 11 meeting. versus Demogorgon. Yeah. yeah. Really well done, man. Um, I get... Uh, you want to go into final yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean... I guess for final thoughts for me... Um, the first four episodes of this show is fucking hypnotic. It it literally <laughs> sucks you in. And if you're raised of the 80s, it, uh, in the 80s, it, it even pulls you in more because that is my childhood, you know, um, essentially. So, like, everything goes fucking so good together. The cast and the crew and everybody's on point with everything that this, this season has. Round episode four, five, and six, it kind of, uh, it was kind of a, see, Godzilla's even agreeing with me. Four, <laughs> five, and six, uh, they kind of slow, but still there's good character moments. The sheriff, as long as he's in the story and going with it, it's, it's fucking good. It's not like boo hiss, but, um, yeah, it just kind of loses a little steam in the middle and then the end's really good and the beginning's fucking super strong. So I fucking really fucking so the hell out would of you say that this was like a nostalgia trip for you then? very much so very much my childhood like i look back at this and like as the kids are riding their bicycles down the street i almost want to see crew jones in the background bouncing on his <laughs> you know doing bmx tricks from rad it, it really takes me back to that that period of my life which is the best period thank you <laughs> I love the 80s, man. I still listen to Oingo Boingo. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's all right. Nothing wrong with that. I had people, whenever I was working at a Hot Topic, I had people listening to Oingo Boingo. Fuck yeah. Because I had control over the music at, for a long period, for like a good portion of my stint there. I had people listening to my music, so I always had Oingo Boingo pop up every so often. I had Real Big Fish that would pop up. like, And these fucking kids like who the fuck is this it's music that you will never understand (laughs) (laughs) go fuck yourself skrillex (laughs) pretty much (laughs) so yeah that that, that'd be my final thoughts if if you're born of this time frame you're gonna fucking love the shit out of this yeah too um for me um it was a really good uh, series to fall into i wasn't expecting much and what i got from it was way more than i expected um I was kind of on the fence as to did it need a season two, but with the way they threw those twists with Hopper in the box, um, after the whole ending with Eleven uh, dissipating and all that stuff with the Demogorgon, um, yeah, I think it welcomed it, especially with the uh, the stuff that was revealed with uh, Will and throwing up the millipede and showing that this these creatures could easily cross over to our world and become something, um, you know. A whole new introduction well, of growth. More like parasitic, they cross over with the host. Which is neat. I, I'm curious to see where that goes, because you see Will kind of fading in between worlds, which is neat, consciously. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see this for two episodes in 4K on Netflix. Um, this thing was filmed so great. The aspect ratio, the sound quality, but the seeing how pristine um, 
they treated this uh, every episode. Um, it just really showed. Do you I know was, if they're going to be releasing a 4K I, I mean, edition I, for I this? Hope they, I hope they release it as a Blu-ray or DVD. I mean, they, there's not really any kind well, of... Well, already... It'd be your first for Netflix if they did. Well, I mean, they've already announced that they're doing it for Daredevil. They're going to do season physical releases? They're, they're doing season one of Daredevil on Blu-ray and DVD. I'm buying that. So I can't imagine them not wanting to try and make bank on this as well, especially I, with how much of a following it's getting. Yeah. With, with Netflix, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that they don't do physical releases. Yeah. I know they just signed a deal to start doing theatrical releases with a small um, theater that only has, like I think, 150 nationwide. Yeah. But they tied a deal with them. So that's going to be neat. All but right, uh, for me, like yeah, I mean, solid writing, directing, music, everything that you could do right was done right in this show, in my eyes. Uh, of course, there's a couple of weak spots, but nothing that I would, you know, shit on the show for. Right, right, right. What about you guys? Uh, I'll, you want to go? Or? Uh, you can go ahead. I got, right. a little, uh, I got a little bit I want to add to right. it as well. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of like 80s horror, 80s sci-fi, just a fan of the 80s style movie, uh, you're really going to like this. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when the Demogorgon kind of first appears to uh, the mother and he's crawling through the wall or he's kind of reaching out through the wall. I throw it back to Nightmare on Elm Street. Definitely. Uh, uh, really enjoyed that, uh, even though it was very CG heavy. Uh, the small aspects of like, you see like issues of Fangora in the background. You see issues of like Heavy Metal Magazine. You see uh, famous monsters, you know, all these like, like 80s references in the background, He-Man, stuff like that. Uh, that was really cool to see, to see all the little uh, like Easter eggs for everything. Uh, the, the dynamics of the kids, where you have like the kids' viewpoint of how they're trying to experience things, how they're trying to explain things, and, and it does seem more fantasy than it's not real. But then after they explain it more and more, you can start to believe, that, okay, yeah, they're telling the truth, you know, it's, it's what's happening. And then uh, one of my other favorite scenes is whenever... Uh, when Hopper starts believing that there is something out there, that there something is happening because you're following him and he's very judgmental. He doesn't believe anything. He's everything's a drug trip or you're alcoholic or something. But when he starts to believe it and he's piecing things together and the reveal that he's believing it, uh, just amazing. His performance was just really good. Uh, I mean, overall music choice, scene selection, the mood, color tone, Everything which is which is beautiful, and uh, yeah, if you're a fan of the '80s and you watch a lot of '80s movies like you know, Monster Squad or Gremlins or uh, It or just something like that, you'll see you'll pick a lot of elements from all those movies in this show. And I'm excited for the second season. I hope they give us more questions than answers, and you know, keep it going ahead. Keep world building. Keep it world building instead of answering every question from the first season. I want more mystery. I want more imagination. So, and yeah, I just loved it. So if this does hit Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Straight up buying it. Fucking A. I just looked actually on Blu-ray.com and it's no news, but they do have like a proposed uh, uh, box art and yeah, it's like the yeah. VHS that's folded. Like, I, like I think it, we've all seen that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the fan art from a, like from DeviantArt. Someone hit yeah, that and the Duffers kept sharing cool it. Shit. Cooler and shit. So, uh, but yeah, I looked on Blu-ray and they said as of right now, there's no news. Nothing. Such a shame. And I just looked on Vudu. It's not on there. It's, I believe, available only on Amazon and Netflix. Netflix. I think it's Netflix. No, not yeah. even on Amazon? No. no I, I, I never they, go to that. They own that bitch. Yeah, Netflix, that, that is their license. Yeah. Um, for me, this, this show, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm, I'm ashamed that it took this long for me to get into it because it wasn't until like 
I had to spoon feed you it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, watch. Like I had to watch it. Did you make the airplane sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to do it with both me and Atticus. Choo choo, choo choo. So, I had to invite him over for dinner and then just put him right in front of the big screen. So you dote them up on food to get him to watch this. <laughs> yeah, have another corn dog. There you go. But like this movie, it's a nostalgia trip for for the eighty kid eighties kids who love that who love that time, love the movies of that time. Like you had music from that time frame that was amazing. You had movies. You had so much going for it. And for me, it really played up. It also really played into my to the nerd aspect as well. Because like the X Men one hundred thirty four, you had that. <laughs> you also had them talking about Dungeons and Dragons and Demogorgon is an actual creature from advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Sweet. And the Demogorgon is considered the prince of the abyss of an ever changing plane of chaotic evil. Damn. Now, that is the you do know that the, uh, the guy who sculpted that original piece got nothing from this. They didn't reference him at all. They didn't credit him at all for creating that little figurine. He got I nothing. I know that. Uh, that kind of sucks. He's kind of pissed because uh, that was his sculpture that he wasn't told that they were going to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's on shirts. It's, it's on, on everything. everything. And they're, everything. well, he's sculpting like a six-inch like vinyl figure that he's going to try to sell to try to get something out of it. But yeah, he wasn't credited at all for any of that. Use of the Demogorgon. Well, I think outside of the name, that's really all they re- they use the figure for the for like those his exact couple sculpture. of scenes. Yeah, that's his. But sculpture. then after that, I think the only thing they really used after that was the name. Yeah. So I can imagine him not getting anything, but I would hope that he does get something because mm-hmm. that really does suck. Yeah. But with that, again, this is such a nostalgia trip for so much of that, and I'm kind of surprised you didn't tag up on it. But the repeated scene of them showing the buyer's house with the swing sitting outside that remind you of any movie uh, a swing outside evil of a dead? house and in the forest seen it in a long time evil dead evil dead yeah oh, i did go. pick up on that yeah that, that was that was an homage to that um i got a lot of carpenter steam King yeah. and spielberg Ramey and well there was a little bit of rain but those were like slaps bit, in the face well know? something yeah. like the chasings in the woods was very ramey-esque whenever yeah. they're running yeah i get yeah I guess I see that. And the scene when Joyce pulls up to her house and she stops and it's like your full on view of the house. That's that's the Evil Dead right there. Yeah. Yeah. But I also kind of took it as a little bit carpenter. Cause well, because the swing is hitting the door. It's hitting oh. the side of the house. Oh, yeah. And when she gets okay. to the door, it stops and she looks. This is after Will's gone. Yeah. And, and then it stops. So it's very, you know, yeah, evil dead I didn't pick up on it. Good yeah. catch. I thought I really thought you would have picked up on it, but I'm pretty sure it was in the back of your mind. It's just it didn't well, take that light bulb. There's too, There's hey, too many Easter eggs. There's too many. If I didn't catch X-Men really reference, I'm not going to catch a swing. It's all good. Damn it. But How many Coronas did you have? Nothing. I've quit drinking. He I hasn't been drinking. Really? Um, I got roofie another, the last I went to. Another thing that, they, that these guys also mentioned, and I'm glad you brought it up, is they do take a lot of pulls from the 80s, but they also took pulls from Silent Hill. And mm-hmm. they, the uh, brothers have stated that they did take pulls from that, Akira, and surprisingly enough, Elfin Lied. Which nice. is an anime that came out years ago. What did they pull from Elfenlight? Well, if here, I'm glad you asked that part. The thing <laughs> because I've they, seen that. I'm like, well, wait, yeah, a <laughs> wait a minute. What did they pull the, from that? Okay, so here, here's where they pulled. Both characters, female, have special abilities involving telekinetic and psychic abilities. Both of the main female characters are also given numbers for their names and kept isolated from other people. That leads both of these characters relying on older male figureheads and approval of love. The older father figure manipulates this need of affection by experimenting on regular on special okay. abilities and gets wow. the girl to create wep- or 
gets these girls to create weapons for the secret government factions. The need for male approval may be the reason why they both bond with younger males that they feel the need to protect. They both open up to these male characters, providing insight to the hordes that they have endured. Nice. Okay. Um, and one of the main similarities is that the characters are in, are the characters' innocence are combined with the darker aspects of their personalities, leading to violence against those that come up against them. Boom! Drops the mic. That is that is literally elfin lied in a nutshell minus, in is, comparison to minus the psychic things. ability that could also be Evangelion with Ray. That could be. That is like half Probably. the goddamn yeah. story. Yeah, <laughs> like, but they said that they that is. They get a lot of inspiration from all sorts of different anime, things. Anime, games, and old films, yeah. I knew there was something that I'd seen before in this show that I loved about it, and Elfin Lied was one of my favorite animes. Gotcha. And whenever I started picking up on all this, I was like, I'm not the only, I cannot be <laughs> the only person that has picked up on this, and sure enough. They said it themselves that they did pick up a lot of inspiration from that, and a lot of people have also said, hey, isn't this the same? Gotcha. And it close it is closely related to it in the aspect of the female characters and the male characters the abilities mm -hmm. what the the horrors that they had to endure granted the anime was a lot more blood and gore and <laughs> death and destruction but very good but and either way it's still very closely the same inspirational it's, yeah for it. it's a very good both of them are good in their own rights and stranger things i just love for the fact that it has so much nostalgia of so many things that i've enjoyed and loved over X amount of years mm -hmm. and the show just made it even more to where I was like I want to see more of it yeah. and I'm glad that they have season 2 already announced with 9 episodes yeah. coming out next year and it's supposed to take place along as as the kids age the show ages so seeing as how it's going to be a year later these kids are all going to grow up one year Good. they better have some prints in there maybe you never know um, what I I I mean, there's so many scenes and episodes that you can pull from uh, different things, but the uh, the way you're able to see the kids' preparation to fight the monster, mm -hmm. the way you see the uh, younger teens, the way they found out that blood uh, is a way to entice the Demogorgon, mm -hmm. and the way they sell the traps in Joyce's house with the fucking gasoline and the, the bear trap. The bear yeah. trap, yeah. I mean, all these things, but then you see Hopper and Joyce doing their shit. I love that you played all these little scenes within your little uh, story factors of like It was attack. like a comic book where you have different perspectives in the story mm -hmm. where it keeps it cuts away to a different perspective it cuts away to the kids cuts away to hopper it cuts away to the government yeah, it just i love cuts that away. all of them are going at it at the same time yeah, you know, exactly you got the, the kid and the weird brother fucking at the house you got joyce because even guy. like i think you got uh, the kids then the cop pull over the the kid in the car and he's got like these chains and all this yeah, other shit yeah like, well i think what's that this was, in your trunk that was <laughs> the, monster uh, hunting um, that was the scene after he beats that other kid's ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're and right. And then they, the they search his trunk, and they end up finding all this stuff, and they're like, what are you doing with all of this? <laughs> he started in World War III. Kind of Even when they're at the, the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And that, I think that's the line that they used on the guy. He's like, what are you using all this stuff for? Monster, Monster hunting. Goes, oh, okay. okay. Doesn't even bat an yeah. eye. <laughs> it's like he's heard that before, you know. Yeah. We're going to Sasquatch and, you know, okay, cool, man. Have fun. Oh, okay. awesome. Have fun with that kid. You want a Polaroid? You need a gun? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, hey, it's the 80s. <laughs> I know. Cops were fucking cool back then. You could then. smoke in the police station. I know. Cancer was a myth. The you know? cop was all doped up. <laughs> Drink your Ovaltine. It was, you know, it was all cool back then. Fucking amazing. So... Um, with this show coming and passing with our wait for season two, uh, what are some things you would tell the fans to 
kind of catch if they, uh, you know, with their downtime, whether we watch it again, watch it again. No, watch it. I, say, I would <laughs> say this, this show is proof. Um, if you're a fan of horror or you're a fan of any genre, you can write. Well, I mean, there's so many forks from this the Duffer, series. The, these, these brothers are, are fans. They, they haven't done a lot of things and they took what they knew from what they've watched and fucking put it and wrote it into this. And it's a fucking huge success. I wish them nothing but the best of luck, man. Like, it's mm-hmm. such a tight woven story. And I guess for, for our listeners, you can get inspiration from that. Yeah. And if we're all horror fans, I mean, I've talked to Jeff about writing before Jeff writes, I write somewhat when I have time, Ralph draws, he's a comic book guy. I mean, Aaron's fucking draws and does comics and, you know, uh, graphic shirts. design graphic and design shit like and that. that. I mean, Aaron does all of our shirts. Um, if you aspire to something, you don't need to rewatch it. Just go out and fucking try it yourself. But take your time and put effort into it. Don't rush it. And, and do, don't be one of those people that put it in the top drawer and fucking put it away. Yeah. Show people it. That way, it, uh, criti- being critical of something is always important. And if you only have like negative people in your life, fuck those people. <laughs> go find somebody you know that's like you and show them what you well, have. Uh, it's- to get to use a line that Kevin Smith has used on it, find people that are that are go people. Find people who are yes people because you find that if you get enough of those people around you, you will have enough to build a team to create something you love and that you all collectively love and can create. Because if you have nothing but people are like, oh no, nah, don't. It looks good, but do you really think it's going to go anywhere? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. you have that moment of doubt, then you have then at that point you end up having doubt, and it ends up fucking you over in the long run. Surround yeah. yourself with a bunch of Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. <laughs> but I don't think you want arrest warrants on your record. Well, I'm not saying him. <laughs> I don't think you want warrants on your record. And I'm not saying that like next time you're in the strip club and you want to grab the stripper's ass, just do it. I'm saying creatively. Well, there's rules for that. Okay, don't, don't, don't surround yourself with Shia LaBeouf. Surround yourself with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, just do it, man. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Me kickboxer Fife? Yeah, I just do it. You know, I just do yeah. it. I know after after I finished watching Stranger God? Things. No, uh, he's actually doing Kickboxer Kick 5. <laughs> oh, God. After watching the Stranger Things, it made me want to watch, uh, I think I rewatched Monster Squad and then uh, uh, Clown House. Uh, Victor Salva's film. Um, I think, I don't know. It's just like, it was, they were able to walk uh, such a great line with Stranger Things. It really, mm-hmm. it brought back uh, a lot of uh, fond memories of like good films that had that right rhythm. I started rewatching uh, Tulsa and the Dark Side because of this. Gotcha. Just because the short stories, the, you know, the open-ended episodes where it leaves on a cliffhanger, but it still had that, unlike Twilight Zone, where Twilight Zone was, a lot of the writing was really good, but you could tell it was kind of hokey. With Tales from the Dark Side, they kind of made it a little bit darker, but it still had that vibe of the 80s. Mm-hmm. It has that strong 80s vibe. So uh, if you, if I, if I could recommend anything, Tales from the Dark Side, the series, uh, definitely Evil Dead. To go back and rewatch that. And then Halloween. Just the, just the thing in the background, you know, stalking kids and stalking Lori. Uh, very strong vibes to that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if I would throw out recommends for, for movies without the inspirational shit... I would say uh, Super 8. Fury Road. I would say fucking Goonies. Uh, Fury Road. At any time, it's a good fucking movie. It has nothing to do with this. But yes, I recommend it. Um, and I'd say fucking, yeah, I agree with Monster Squad 100%. Almost any fucking, even E.T. And I fucking hate E.T., but I'll fucking watch it because of this do, fucking Do you hate movie. Reese's Pieces? I hate E.T. I despise E.T. 
I, I fucking, fucking hate can't that stand movie. ET. <laughs> yeah, I think we outgrew it. <laughs> that wasn't not, so much no. as outgrew it. I just fucking hated it. I hated it. I hated it as a kid. Yeah. Is like, it because he looked like a little turd with like an extending neck? No. no. Pretty no. much what the my brother, the snaggletooth brother, who's now a post uh, postal worker in uh, Phoenix. There you go. We got that. <laughs> <And> for <laughs> me, I was just the dude delivered <laughs> my mail. The dude delivered my mail. Are you sure? I'm not even fucking kidding. You can actually look it up. He's a postal worker in Phoenix area metro. Yeah, no, the, that movie, <laughs> right from the get-go, that's fucking... He, he's Amazon Prime. I'm not kidding. No, he's... No, Amazon Prime, that's a completely different company. He is USPS. United States Postal Service. <laughs> USPOS. He is the man in the blue. He still hasn't fixed his teeth, either. <laughs> Fuck me. It's on layaway. <laughs> They're scary, bro. You would think residuals would fix that, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Well... Drew Barrymore got everything, I guess. Yeah. Including the drugs. Oh, yeah. And she's still doing better than him. No, she did Tom Green. That's that's a low point. Still better than him. <laughs> He's working at the post office. Tom Green? No. Oh, the yeah. other guy. The other yeah. guy. Yeah. She's still the star. She's still doing movies. He's not. <laughs> He's not. He ain't done it since. Since. But his yeah, teeth no. Were on that screen. that movie for me, that movie was ruined for me. Like, hit the ground running, because my dad, long time ago, my dad had this friend who had a life size ET. It was like I I could. Like there's photos of it. It looks like it's actual movie prop. Okay, but this guy would terrorize me with it. That's what a that's that? that's hilarious because it's like I almost imagine like somebody saying like I don't eat mashed potatoes because I I like I I watch Close Encounters of a Third Kind. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I hate mashed potatoes now. That's fun. Actually, I just watched that movie not too long ago. And now you hate mashed potatoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I still love mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. I just had shepherd's pie not too long ago. Delicious. <laughs> so with the anticipation of season two, um, I hope that comes sooner than later. Hopefully we're, in that, we're like a I hope February. it's not rushed. It's yeah. going to be a year. I don't want it to be rushed to where they can't put their all into it. Gotcha. So. I tell you what, though, man, Netflix is fucking killing it. They're killing it. Like, I they... they the first series I ever watched for Netflix. Fuck yes, thank you. Uh, the first series I ever watched was Daredevil, and I was fucking mind blown with it. And then I watched Jessica Jones, and I was like, oh shit, shit's going downhill. Watch Luke Cage. Fucking really good so far. And now the Iron Fist, Stranger Things, uh, the fuck else they got coming the out? Defenders? The Defenders coming out. The Defenders, but um, they had a fucking other series on there. Um, they got tons of stuff. Narcos was great. Narcos, yeah, Narcos. Was Narcos. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, uh, Eli Roth had his run with that one show. I forgot the the name of this show. I'm I just, sorry. I just put a fucking a few shows in my queue that are all like in the high 90s. Yeah, I mean, they got. I mean, they mm-hmm. solid programming. Yep, they're doing great. I so, think they're gonna be uh, what what HBO is able to do. Netflix does it, but they do it at that binge fucking worthy fucking and I love yeah. speed that. and I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Because I couldn't imagine if they, I think Westworld is turning to a really great show, but I think I need the whole season dumped in my lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. the pace of it, it's too. I need I need all the episodes at once. Yeah, is House of Cards Netflix original? Yes, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's Netflix. Unbelievable. Um, and that's I agree with you. I whenever it comes to series like that, I need to have the entire season dumped for me because. I lose interest so quickly if I, especially if I don't get the episode. Yeah, every Sunday, every yeah. Sunday. every so often. Like yeah. I can't even get into Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've yeah. never been able to get into it. I've tried so many damn times, but unless I have the entire season sitting in front of me to where I can binge watch it, I I just that's can't what mess me and the wife do with Game of Thrones. We, we just buy yeah. the Blu-rays when they come out. 
We'll see. I, I haven't even gotten around to buying the Blu-rays. <laughs> I, I just got HBO on demand, and uh, you know they have every season of every. I I've just started watching Eastbound Down. Kenny Powers. That's a great Fuck show. me, that show is hilarious. <laughs> that guy reminds me of Tim. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. But um, yeah, I, I just started watching Game of Thrones, and I, me and my wife, been power watching it. We're like at the end of episode or season five, like we're like kind of towards the end of it. And we haven't watched it in like three weeks. Yep. And it's just like, I'm, uh, you can't power momentum. watch fucking five. You know, that's 50 fucking episodes yeah. that we power it's, watch. Yeah. Uh, the like, trouble with HBO too is like, sometimes the show doesn't have the legs and they'll drop it after like the second or third season. Yeah. Like Deadwood, mm-hmm. man. well, Deadwood had legs, but I think it was just production costs for two. I think everything shit, uh, was four season and that was it. Yeah. Um, uh, one that was rushed because of production was uh, Rome. Rome. Oh, yeah. Was fucking they had long. one yeah. season. That was it. Two. Two? Oh, yeah. yeah. The second season, they, yeah. they jumped real fucking fast. Yeah. They were like the death of Julius, the fall yeah. of the empire. Like, Forgot about that. What the fuck? Like your first season, like you literally watched Fleshed the guy's everything. fucking beard grow. Like, like it was a, so slow. The Boardwalk Empire where they start introducing people like the bigger names, like Al Capone and all of them, like mm. immediately to get people in there. Just rush it. And it was rushed. It was really rushed. But that's still, is it still going? No. No, I don't oh, think fuck. it is. Yeah, they jumped I, like 20 years in the future and they, yeah. they did that last season. That was it. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, like it uh, felt, even the first season felt really rushed. The only one they never rushed was Sopranos, man. That was a fucking amazing series. Well, that was like the first time they really cracked the egg of like creating yeah. what they're now known for, which is like great stir, uh, storytelling. I mean, they, they, if they can do it, they didn't take they their time on, uh, to, I mean, they took their time with the Tenacious D show. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. That was great. But yeah, it was only like 15 minute shorts. <laughs> and the silent touches over the crowd. So I'm Nathan. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Aaron. And this is Ralph. We'll see you all again soon, we hope. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary. Let's